0: I know that for my wife and I, parenting can be one of the most challenging things that we do as adults. So today, we'll talk about how anxiety affects us as parents and a couple of things that we've done to work through this struggle. Let's get trying. (laughs) Welcome everybody to the Anxious Pastor Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, we'd love for you to hear us out. And if you feel led and encouraged by this, please subscribe and review the podcast. Please share it with anyone you can so that we can get the word out and continue to work together on this. And just be reminded that we're there for one another and that we're in this together. I'm excited to have my wife, Jerrica, back on the podcast again today. Jerrica, Give us some words of wisdom.
1: Chocolate or flowers are always a good idea.
0: Chocolate or flowers is always a good idea. <laughs> are you telling me I need to do something?
1: I mean, I'm not telling you. If the Spirit is telling you, you know, oh, that's yeah, another yeah. thing.
0: When Jesus talks, you listen. <laughs> she joined me for our last podcast, Anxious and Surviving Marriage. And if you haven't been able to listen to that episode, I would strongly encourage you to jump back and listen. It's just an awesome episode that we talk about marriage, how anxiety affects our marriage. And so today in this episode, we're going to talk about being anxious and parenting. A couple of things before we get going, I just want to be clear that I, I really think there's two parts to this. One being that there's anxiety as a parent And then something more recently that we've acknowledged, even in one of our own kids, is that there is anxiety in a child. And so it's kind of two separate topics. So we're going to focus on the parenting side of anxiety today. And in a future episode, we're going to address uh, anxiety in a child. And so with that being said, if you're a listener who has a child with anxiety, we would love to hear from you, hear your story and or questions about the topic. So please head over to our Facebook group, The Anxious Pastor Community, and share that. It'll be a huge help for us in addressing this in a future episode. Just the more resources we have, the better. So Jerrica, why don't you talk about our family and tell them a little bit about our kids.
1: So we have three crazy boys, but crazy in, in a good way. Um, We have Jedediah, who is seven, about to turn eight, and is in second grade that I am homeschooling for the first time. So that's interesting. Then we have Abram, who is five, and will be going to preschool for another year before he starts kindergarten next year. And then we have Josiah, our one almost two year old wild man. Oh my Lanta, he is crazy, but again, in the best ways that a baby can be, minus all the fussing and whining and you know, yeah, not fun stuff.
0: You don't enjoy that.
1: Um, is he going to hear this one day? And I need to say probably, yes. Probably, <laughs> probably.
0: I know Jarek and I can both say that our kids bring us so much joy to our lives, and looking back on eight years of being a dad and how highs and lows were there. But the one thing that is constant is our love for them. And I I wish that even in my anxiety, I could tell them that. So as a parent who deals with anxiety, I wish that when I'm stressed out or I'm just completely overwhelmed, I, I just wish that they knew that. So boys, if you're listening to this one day and you are understanding what I'm saying, I just want you to know that I love you even when I'm not always the best at telling you that. Something that we've learned, especially with Jerrica, is that no one is immune to anxiety. Ooh. Maybe some people have like seasonal bouts with it, but but there's others of us that deal with it daily. But I imagine if you have kids, you've probably experienced some sort of anxiety. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that anxiety can really affect my life, our marriage, and, and my parenting. But since we've had kids, anxiety has developed in my wife, Jerica, And that was something I never thought was possible because she's like the most joyous and extroverted person I know. So we thought it would be good to actually spend a little time and take the next few minutes talking about how that happened in her life and how it can be paralyzing for her, and maybe how she's worked through that. So, Jerica, let's talk a bit about your journey with anxiety since having kids. Do you remember the first time you realized that you were dealing with this?
1: No, I don't. And it was a while after having Jedediah that I realized I had postpartum depression. To me, I couldn't make sense of why I was feeling the way that I was feeling when you know, we brought home this baby, this joyous occasion had happened. He was here, he was healthy. And I was just, I was all over the place, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. I was just completely out of balance. Like nothing was working the way that it had before. So while I can't remember the first moment that I felt anxious I would say it's centered around when we came home from the hospital after having Jedediah.
0: I love how we can look back at things and see them. But, you know, the first six months, six to eight months of having a kid was probably some of the lowest time that we had in our marriage. Yeah. And I think that was because, one, it was so new for both of us. I know it was new. It was just a whole nother perspective for me as a husband. And then you're dealing with all this stuff. And I'm the guy that always deals with that. You're you're not supposed to deal with that. You're the strong one when it comes to emotional stability. And then you come home and you're dealing with this depression thing. But at the same time, I just want to clarify, depression is actually different right. than anxiety. right? And, you know, I, I think the problem is, is that depression leads you into anxiety.
1: Yeah, I think the postpartum depression, because, you know, that went away. Eventually, but I think that was sort of the switch that got flipped in me. Yeah. And that changed everything. It was one of the hardest seasons of my life personally.
0: Yeah. Well, let's keep moving here. One of the things I know that has become actually probably more recent for you, Jerrica, is panic attacks. And I can actually think of one. This wasn't too awful long ago, maybe six months ago. Right. And I would just, I just asked you to share what those were like and maybe what you feel like has has triggered that, how did it come about?
1: I've learned probably here in the last few months that I am more susceptible to anxiety when I'm tired. And we joke that I sleep all the time or I wish I could sleep all the time. Yeah. Um, but it like For real, it's no joke. Like, I need eight hours to feel like I can function like a normal person. Absolutely. I can feel it when I get up in the morning and maybe I got five or six hours. Like, while yes, that even you can function on that. Sure. I wake up and I feel it. There's just this edge to me Mm. and I hate it. Like, I hate that about myself because um, I know I'm going to go through out the rest of the day and I'm going to have to fight it. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to fight back what this could propel me towards. Sure, I'm going to have a shorter fuse with my kids. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a shorter fuse with you. And I'm just not a pleasant person to be around.
0: Do you feel like when, when you're dealing with those type things, and let, let's talk about a specific one if you're okay with that. Absolutely. We came out of church one day. Yeah. And nothing particularly had happened. No. You you just really lost it emotionally.
1: Yeah. I did not feel safe enough to drive our kids home from
0: church. Right. And so luckily my parents were in town <sighs> and they were able to drive the kids home and you rode with me.
1: I love them.
0: <laughs> but all that to say, like that was a pretty serious panic attack that yeah. you had. And I mean, we talked about it the whole way home and right. our drive's about 35 minutes. And that we talked about the whole way home. You're you're literally having to take really deep breaths,
1: intentional breaths, during this. Yes. And I
0: know it was insanely hard for you. Yes, and and Ugh. the weird thing is, is like that. That's so odd for you. I right. think like that's just not you. Right. Um. I know there was some other factors that we talked about, but I would imagine for you, because I've been there, it felt helpless.
1: It felt paralyzing. It felt like there was this weight that was crawling up my body and it was just tightening around me. And like, I just wasn't going to be able to like let go of it and not just like I, I did feel it physically, but it felt like mentally and emotionally just all encompassing. Yeah. It was just debilitating.
0: I remember that car ride cuz as we're driving home the thing that we do as men is we want to be fixers. Right. And so I remember just thinking to myself, what do I need to do to help her to fix it? And I mean the reality was I think you you straight up told me like you have no clue, like there's nothing that I could do. And we talked about that in the marriage right. when I imagine there's lots of people out there who have dealt with this and yeah they probably think they're dying or they're oh, having yeah. a heart attack or right. something. I know I experienced that right. at one point and I don't know about you but as a spouse then it was even harder and so
1: Absolutely.
0: So Jerica in this season of life, what are the moments that are causing you the most anxiety?
1: I would definitely say it's trying to raise our boys to be men that love Jesus and love people. And when they do even the slightest thing, which they're going to do because they're kids, they don't know better, but I get so anxious in the moments where I see unkindness or disrespect or selfishness, jealousy, because what happens to me is I fast forward 20 years down the road and I'm like, oh my word, what is my kid going to turn out to be like? In this one moment, which they're probably not going to remember, but in my head, it's like, oh, this is, this is a defining moment. Like, I have to be able to address this. I have to be able to nip this in the bud or whatever the case may be. Because if I don't, they're going to turn out and be this horrible person when, in reality, I need to stop, take a step back, and look at the bigger picture of, okay, why are they reacting like this, not the thing they're doing, not react to the thing they're doing, but react to why they're doing it.
0: I think that's good because I would imagine as parents, we all feel that. We feel that pressure of, are we doing enough? Are we teaching them the right things? And I think what you said is really good. And it's funny how the more and more I've dug into this anxiety stuff, the more I realize you got to stop. And you said that, and I think that was really good because you kind of have to just put your feet in the ground and say, "All right, hang on, I have to live in the now and build towards the future, right? Not try to live out a future that I think is going to happen, right?" And so I think that's really good. And so what you're saying with like these are the things that cause you most anxiety. I would imagine a lot of people out there feel that way. Yeah. Do you feel like with anxiety or with your anxiety for our boys? Do you feel like there's more moments of anxiety or there's more moments of joy?
1: Ooh, that's tough. Um, huh. Right now, with our five-year-old, I would say it's pure joy. Sure. But I think a lot of that has to do with just who he is. He is a cartoon character that's come to life. I mean, that's really how I describe yep, well, him best. He, he is. He absolutely is. <laughs> with Jedediah. I think I feel more anxious because I'm seeing more of those things I was saying earlier. Yeah. And it it just can send me through the roof. If I'm smart, I realize, wait, okay, I'm the parent. I don't need to be reactive to everything that my seven-year-old is doing because who can survive that roller coaster? But then, you know, I get these glimpses of who I hope he'll be in how he's protective of his brothers, how fiercely he loves us, and how passionate he is about the things that are important to him. Those bring me complete joy because they show me how God is already working in him, despite how I fail him daily. And thankfully, you know, God is bigger than my failures. So hopefully Jedediah won't be screwed up by my shortcomings as his mom. Josiah, he's a flip of the coin. I mean, yeah, he's all over the place.
0: He's the happiest kid we have, but he's also the most emotional and <laughs> yes, wild oh. kid we have. I know both Jerick and I can say that even though anxiety can really overwhelm us at times, the good and fun <laughs> that we get to have with our boys far outweighs the bad times. Now, in the moment, it's easy to focus on that, on the bad things. Yeah, but there is good, and and I have to just stop and remember that.
1: And that's true about everything in life. Yeah, it's sure. easier to focus on the bad, but usually
0: there's more good. And the whole point of this podcast is to be an encouragement and a reminder that you're not alone in the struggle. I know that it's helped me tremendously, and I believe it's. It's supposed to be a help to be able to support one another. And I want to support my wife better when she struggles with anxiety. And I know that she wants to support me in that right. as well, is that, that we want to be a help to one another. And so, one, we need to remind each other, hey, there's some good times that we have. There's, there's, there are bad times. There are times that are learnable, teachable moments. But there's also a lot of good Jerica, what would you say are some things that have helped you when you've had some severe bouts with anxiety?
1: I mean, because of who I am, a nap is always a good decision. Um, sleep does help me recharge. Another thing that I've learned is it's so helpful for me when I can step away from being in the chaos of them. And that's hard to do as a stay-at-home mom. It's hard to do as a work-from-home mom. It's hard to do as a homeschool mom. So it gets overwhelming and it gets overwhelming easily and quickly. So the times when you've, you know, been okay with me uh, taking a break, you know, for a few minutes or, I mean, even going to the grocery store by myself feels like a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just getting a chance to just breathe and be on my own. I'm not, constantly having something asked of me
0: yeah yeah because kids can be so demanding and just I I mean Jerrica knows this but I'm just constantly aggravated at how many times they say I'm hungry I'm hungry I'm hungry I'm like stop saying it
1: and just yesterday I had to tell you part of my job is to feed them
0: I know but they need to do their own thing too (laughs) And and I have to brag on them for a minute. I, I've I've seen so much love come from our boys when they see their mama not okay. Yeah, I, I feel like all three of them can sense that something isn't right and that she's dealing with anxiety. Yes, and our two oldest, especially they they seem to want to come to your rescue. Jedediah will come and embrace Jericho. He'll cry even when yeah. he sees you struggling. Abram will do the same thing. Most of the time, he's doing like the most thoughtful things. Like you're yeah. you're super overwhelmed and exhausted. <laughs> He'll bring you a pillow yeah. and Josiah. A flower. Yeah. A flower. <laughs> uh, Josiah has no idea what's going on. He's oblivious. But at the same time, like he senses it and it bothers him. You can see that.
1: Let's call it what it is. He is the best hugger in our family. Oh, he
0: really is. I yes. mean,
1: embrace. Oh, yeah. Like he defines He wraps that. his arms
0: around your yes. neck. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, Jerrica, as we're wrapping up here, how would you encourage a mom out there who's dealing with anxiety right now?
1: One thing I would encourage a mom in is knowing that she's enough. Whoever she is, she is enough for her kids. Like she is who God destined to bring those children up. And it's so easy for us to compare ourselves to whoever, friends, people we see online, whatever the case may be, but you are the best for your kids. And so to just tell yourself that, remind yourself that I don't need to be anything other than who I am because it's enough. I think a big encouragement is to find a community of women or even a community of women online who are going through what you're going through. Because being able to talk to some friends and be like, you know, my kid is doing this and this, and I just feel like he's the only kid in the world that does this, which anxiety will do to you. It will make you feel isolated. I mean, so many of my friends are like, oh, you know, my kid's doing that too. Oh yeah, mine just did that last week. And And it kind of forces you. To take that time out and be like, oh, okay, this is normal. It's okay that my kid is doing this. Okay, it may not be okay, but you're not alone. You're not alone. I mean, that for me is such a big thing. I think another encouragement could be having women in your life who have adult children who can speak truth and life into you and tell you it's hard, it's really hard but it does get better. I mean, for me, that is so important. And then another great help is having people that you can turn to when you need a break. Mm. They can tell you, hey, you know what? I'm coming over. You can go take a bath. You can go do a load of laundry. Do what you need for you right now. One final thing is to make sure that you are speaking up for yourself do not assume people know what's wrong, when it's wrong, how it's wrong, or who it's wrong against. You need to be open and honest. Only good can come from being open and honest. And it's hard. It's especially hard for me to say, hey, I'm struggling. Like it, it takes a lot for me to get to that point that I say those words. But there's so much value in being able to identify where you are, having safe people you can say that to. And people who will help you along from that.
0: Yeah. And I'd like to say to the dads out there who deal with anxiety, don't give up. Your family needs you. You have children that look up to you more than you probably even realize. And what you're dealing with today is only for a season. But what you have in front of you, your family, will be there your whole life. Be the person they need you to be. Remember that you are loved and that you're not alone and that you have people to join you on this journey. And so just be encouraged. Be reminded that you're not alone and that you have family there by your side. Well, I think this is a helpful episode. I pray that it's an encouragement to you. Just be reminded, and that's the whole idea here, is that you're not alone in all this, that you you have a support system in people around you that love you we're here to be an encouragement. So, as we're closing up here, I just want to remind you that we we release this podcast bi-weekly on Wednesdays, but it's it's an awesome thing to know that we have a community of people that are supporting us. And one way we want to do that is through that Facebook group, the Anxious Pastor Community. So, please, please, please join that, share your testimony, the things that are helping you in your life. And jump over to theanxiouspastor.com. Check out our website. And in the next episode, Anxious and the Unexpected, we're just going to talk about that sometimes things happen that we're just not prepared for. And for me personally, this can cause me a tremendous amount of anxiety in my life. And so in our next episode, we'll look at that. We'll look at how to deal with the unexpected and how we might cope with it. So, babe, thanks for being here. Thanks for letting me. And let's get trying.
1: Let's get trying.